0: Believe in what's present. Not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive, receive that it. power. I receive it right now. I receive it, receive it right from now from the top of my head. The top of my to head to the soles of my feet. The soles, soles of my feet. Of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the healer. I'm so thankful for the Word, and I know you are too. So become students today of the Word and release your faith with this Word that you hear. Amen. Amen. Be a doer of it. Amen. We've been teaching on the mind because I tell you what, it's something you constantly have to pay attention to. What are you allowing yourself to think on? What are you allowing in your thought life? And uh, our greatest defense against the enemy is a renewed mind. Yes. What's a renewed mind? It's a mind that thinks right. Yeah. It's a mind that thinks in line with the Word of God. We've taken God's thoughts and we've made them ours. Yeah. And we ask ourselves, no matter what shows up, what's the Word say about this? Yeah. That's what a renewed mind does. Amen. Uh, I want us to look at our golden text that we've been starting these episodes with. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, Paul was writing to Timothy and he said, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear free for the rest of our days is what that means. Amen. But God has given us power, love, His love. And a sound mind. So a sound mind is part of our inheritance in Christ. Yes. But we have to know how to how to handle that sound mind right. and what, uh, what we will allow uh, a sound mind to conduct. Yeah. Amen. 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 James chapter 1, we've been looking at this in previous episodes, but we want to retouch on some of these things and go a little bit further today. James chapter 1, and we're going to start reading in verse 2. James is writing and he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Mm -hmm. And how many of you know through faith and patience we inherit the promises? So we need faith coupled with patience. And so this is where we see that uh, a, a test that we're faced with, it, it will help us with that fruit of patience right. to grow and be strengthened. Yeah. <clears throat> so he says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse tests and temptations. He didn't say count the test of joy. He said count it a joy to be able to yeah. face that knowing that it's going to work something yeah. in you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to work for your good. Yeah. Yeah. And we're rejoicing, not because we're being opposed, but we're rejoicing because we remember who's in us. And we remember that victory has already been won for us. And it's another opportunity to stand on God's Word and prove God's Word in our life. Amen. When I was going through a test years ago, the Spirit of God said something to me. He said, in the rejoicing, power flows. Now listen to that. In the rejoicing, power flows. Well, why does power flow when we rejoice? Because rejoicing is an act of faith. And when we release our faith, then power always meets faith. Amen. And so as we rejoice, power flows. In the wording he said was in the rejoicing, Mm -hmm. power flows, not outside the rejoicing. Not when we quit rejoicing, but while we're rejoicing the power is flowing something is happening you know who would have realized that while i'm saying praise the lord i rejoice in my health i rejoice in my provider i rejoice in my healer who would have known that power was flowing at that time but that's what is that's what the word lets us know in the rejoicing power is flowing i want you to turn to nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10 and we're going to read out of the amplified classic translation because we want to see something further about this. Um, it, It reads in verse 10, Nehemiah 8, verse 10, then Ezra told them, he was speaking to the congregation, and he said, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet drink, and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our God. Look at this. And be not grieved and depressed. For the joy of the Lord is your strength and stronghold. So this verse is giving us the remedy for grief. It's giving us the remedy for being uh, depressed. What is it? Rejoicing. Rejoicing. You can rejoice your way out of the depression hole. You can rejoice your way out of grief, out of sorrow. Rejoice your way. Why does he tell them to rejoice? Because it says here, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So we see this, that joy is a conductor. Of God's strength. When we get into the joy flow, when we decide, not by feeling, Uh but we decide to rejoice, no matter if we're we're feeling sorrowful, no matter if we're feeling depressed, no matter what we feel, we choose to rejoice and what happens, joy becomes a conductor of God's strength and it strengthens us. And in the face of that opposition, we can stand strong in the face of it and not be swayed. Amen. Amen. And of course, Paul, in the book of Philippians chapter three and, ver- and chapter four, he was telling us, rejoice in the Lord. And then the Amplified says of Philippians three, verse one, delight yourselves in the Lord. And look at this, continue to rejoice, continue to rejoice, not just a moment of rejoicing. This is to be a flow of the, of the born again life. Continue to rejoice. What are we rejoicing about? That you are in him. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter what's coming against you, it cannot remove you from in him. That's right. Amen. Amen. And Philippians 4 verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Paul wrote this from a, a jail, a prison. And he's telling us what he was doing while he's in prison. He's rejoicing. Amen. That's why it's so fresh and he's writing it. He's letting them know what he's doing. This is what a sound mind does. When it's faced with opposition, it rejoices. It doesn't worry. It doesn't fear. It doesn't doubt. It doesn't waver. It rejoices. That's the action of the renewed mind. That's the action of a sound mind. Amen. Not only that, rejoicing holds your attention on the right thing. Uh, what is so important in the life of faith is your attention. Yes. Yes. What your attention is on is going to determine the outcome of every situation. If your attention is on the opposition, you're going to stay in that opposition. Yeah. If your conversation is about the opposition, that's where you stay. But as you rejoice, that is an act of faith. That's the voice of faith and you rejoice and it turns your focus and your attention toward God and his word when things are pulling at your attention. Circumstances may be pulling at your attention, but you refuse to give them your attention because rejoicing is one way that you hold your attention on God and his word. Now go with me to 1 Peter chapter one and I want you to see some words that Peter uses in verse eight. First Peter chapter one and verse eight. He says, whom having not seen you love in whom though now ye see him not look at this yet rejoicing, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I want you to see these words that run together, believing, rejoicing, joy, glory, That's good. believing, Rejoicing, joy, and glory. Yes. When you're believing, you're rejoicing. Yes. If we're not rejoicing, we're not in our faith. That's right. We're not using our faith. Yes. You know, the Word tells us, examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Yes. It didn't say to examine it to see whether you have faith. If you're born again, you have faith. Yes. Now, you can have a weaker, a weaker degree or a stronger degree of faith based on how you're, it, what you're feeding and acting on. But he, uh, we see here that when you're believing, you're rejoicing because you're in faith. You can have faith and not be in it. You say, how can you have faith and not be in it? You're not using it, not exercising it. Can you, be in a, can you have a house and not be in it? Sure. Can you have a car and not be in it? Well, you can have faith and not be in it. Rejoicing makes sure you're in it. As you rejoice, you're stepping into the flow of your faith. Amen. So if if we say we're believing God, then we also have to say we're rejoicing. If we're not rejoicing, we're not believing no matter how many scriptures we're quoting. Amen. When you're believing, you're rejoicing. To fall behind in rejoicing is to fall behind in the exercise of faith. We're falling behind in the exercise of our faith. But I, again, I want you to see these words in First Peter chapter one, verse eight: believing, glory. rejoice, yes. joy, glory, glory. glory. Amen. amen. You can't be sad and say you're believing God. Right. Can't be, can't be, can't be carrying this dark, clouded face, clouded over, gloomy, right. and say you're believing. Believing means you're rejoicing. Amen. It means you're drawing on God's joy. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I, can, I tell you what, you can't help but end up in greater degrees of glory when yes. you do that. Yes. Amen. Now, I want you to see something else. Uh, go with me to Isaiah in chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. And we're going to start reading in verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. The King James translation says this Thou wilt keep him, speaking, God will keep him. Yes. Look at this, in perfect, perfect. peace, mm-hmm. whose mind mm-hmm. is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Wow. Look at that. God, God will keep us in yeah. perfect mm-hmm. peace. Not peaceful one day, harassed for five. Perfect Perfect peace. Perfect peace would be uninterrupted peace. Uninterrupted. It's the flow of life. That's where basically I set myself in my spirit and I I set myself even in my thought life. I refuse to believe that the life of the believer is to be void of peace. Mm -hmm. I refuse to believe that one day I have to have no peace. I, I refuse. I, I decided I, I'm, going to ha- I'm going to live in the flow of peace every day. Every day. I put that expectation and I won't accept anything less. I practice peace every day. Every day. I refuse to believe that the life of the believer is a harassed life, a tormented life, a troubled life. I don't believe it. Thou will keep him. God will keep us in perfect peace. Look at this. Whose mind is stayed on thee. How can we keep our, what is it to keep our mind stayed on him? Well, God and his word are one. Yes. To keep our mind on the word, we're keeping our mind on him. Yes. Uh, you know, it's good to worship God and imagine yourself before him, worshiping him. That's good and that's right. But I tell you what, at a time and test and trials, you're going to have to have something besides an imagination. You're going to have to have words. You're going to have to have His word. Worship Him with His word. Amen. Keep your mind stayed on His word and not just on an imagination. Keep your mind on His word. So how, how is God able to keep us in perfect peace as our mind is stayed on Him? or we could say on his word. Why? Because that's what we're trusting in. In other words, what your mind is on is what you're trusting in. If your mind is on your bank account, that's what you're trusting in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> what your mind is on is what you're trusting yeah. in. Yeah. So God will keep us in perfect peace and he can do that as our mind is stayed on, on, on him, yeah. on his word. God cannot keep us in perfect peace when our mind is off His Word. Yes. Yeah. When our mind is somewhere else. And see, we're talking about a sound mind. Yes. This is what a sound mind does. It says, the Word is my thought life. That's right. I make the Word my thoughts. Mm-hmm. The Amplified Classic of that translation says, you will guard Him and keep Him in perfect and constant peace. That's what belongs to us, constant peace. Constant peace uninterrupted peace yes. whose mind is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you and hopes confidently in you. So this is experience, this flow of constant peace is experienced by the one who stays their mind. You have to practice keeping your mind on the right thing when other things are, are pulling at it. The past is pulling at it or a a place where you missed God, pulling at it, a memory, how somebody treated you, pulling at it. You have to practice. No, that's not my thought. I'm not going to take that thought. That's behind me. I leave it behind. That's under the blood. I'm not going to bring my failures back up and rehearse them. Why? They will rob me of peace. And if I leave peace, God can't keep me. If I leave thoughts of the word, God can't keep me. He can't keep my mind in constant yeah. peace when I take my mind and put it where He's yeah. not. Yes. He's not in guilt. He's not in condemnation. He's not in worry and fear and doubt. And if I let my mind go there, He can't keep me. He can keep my mind in perfect peace as my mind is stayed on Him and His Word. Meaning this, we have to make meditating the Word a lifestyle. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And that goes back to Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. He's talking about a lifestyle. Give yourself the habit that when you're driving down the road in your car, that you draw up thoughts of the Word. You draw up scriptures. You draw up what's God been talking to you about, about His Word. Draw those things up. Amen. We have Amen. to discipline our thought lives to stay there. Yes. Amen. Amen. When someone allows their mind to be occupied with thoughts that are not in line with the Word, God cannot hold them in perfect peace. Amen. Cannot. Yeah. Cannot. There is no peace apart from the Word. That's right. That's right. There's no peace in you. Yeah. Your finances will not offer you peace. You want to know why? They can change tomorrow. Right. <laughs> then your peace changed. Yeah. Right. Peace does not mean the absence of opposition. Yeah. Peace doesn't mean the devil left you alone. Right. So many times people say, I'd be at peace if I weren't facing these tests. Mm-hmm. The force of peace is so far greater than any test yes. that no matter what comes, well, the force right. of peace conquers it. Yeah. Yeah. Peace doesn't mean the absence of opposition. It means you refuse to be disturbed. It means you refuse to be unsettled in the face of opposition Before, because you have already chosen what you will allow your mind to be occupied with. Amen. You hold fast in the face of all circumstances. How do you get rid of those thoughts? You don't have to get rid of them. You overcome them. Yes. How? You tell them, no, that's not my fault. That's not what the Word says, oh, and I'm not right. taking it. Right. Amen. 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 You can be peaceful no matter what setting you're in. That's right. yes. I said, you can be peaceful no matter what setting you're in. You might say, Pastor Nancy, my marriage is difficult. Mm-hmm. The one I'm living what, with is difficult. Well, you don't control how someone may be treating you in a relationship, but you do control the flow you choose. Yes, yeah. that's right. And uh, in pastoring, I've had to remind people, a spouse may not be treating you rightly. And listen, I don't condone that in any way. But you choose a flow regardless of how they choose to operate. Regardless, you choose your flow. You choose it. Amen. Amen. Now go with me to 2 Peter in chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. and we're going to start reading in verse 2. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2. It says, "Grace and peace. Look at these words be multiplied." Yes. Ah, yes. grace which is God's ability at work in you. Yes. Grace and peace. Your peace is can be multiplied. How is grace and peace multiplied to you through the knowledge of God when you know what God says? When you know what God has said about your situation, grace and peace are multiplied to you. Now the Amplified Classic said God's grace, God's favor and peace which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, Listen to this. And freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. Look at that. No agi- nothing agitating. Ah, nothing pulling at you. It's multiplied to you in the full, personal, precise, look at this, and correct knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. Listen, some people think they have knowledge, but is it correct? (laughs) Because sometimes we just believe what somebody told us and we just adopted someone else's way of thinking. So as we grow in the correct knowledge of God, so does our peace. What's this mean? Your peace should be growing every day. Your peace should be growing, not diminishing. Your peace should be growing. As you gain knowledge of the word, act on that word, hold to that word, meditate on that word, and the fruit of that will be a peace that is growing stronger and stronger and stronger every day. Amen. Amen. Continue to renew your mind Uh every single day, day by day, discipline the thought life. I was saying in an earlier episode, and I want to again rehearse it, Um. Two years before my husband went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly in 2013, the Spirit of God said to me, he said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Now, I didn't know why he was saying that. Listen, that's perfectly appropriate for him to say without crisis facing us, right? (laughs) We should be practicing peace. And it's so amazing how the Spirit works because He is so skillful at helping us without alarming us. That's true. And uh, He said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Now, I knew that didn't mean I couldn't do anything else. He's saying, make this your emphasis. Make this the focus of what you're tending to in your spiritual life. See, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Yes. But the, one of the primary ways He helps us is He prepares us. Right. Yes. He prepares us for what's ahead. Right. He doesn't help us by doing something for us. Right. Right. He prepares us so that we'll know what to do. Right. Yes. Notice He's called the helper. He's not called the doer. Yes. <laughs> right. He's not called our doer. He's right. called our helper. Right. What we're doing, He'll help us do as long as it's in line with the Word right. and in line with God's plan. Right right? So he said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, what do you mean the phrase practicing peace? That means any thought that didn't lead me into peace, greater peace, any thought that didn't arrive me at a place and a flow of joy, I rejected it. I I forbid it. And listen, it was at a time that there were, there was a season of testing on my mind to where all kinds of threats, all kinds of suggestions, and I absolutely refused to let them in. Every day I paid attention and I practiced peace. I can't tell you how grateful I was that I acted on his instruction because there came a day when my children came and said, mom, dad just died. Well, See, I wasn't at that moment trying to find the flow of peace. I was already in it. And that is so important that at the emergencies of life, you're not trying to find what should be the daily flow of your life. Now, don't misunderstand me. There are times God will help us because we didn't prepare maybe as we should. But I'm just saying, take the opportunity to prepare so that you can know the flow of peace before the emergencies of life come. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, I'm in one of those emergencies and I've not practiced peace. Well, it's not too late. I said, it's not too late. And I want to speak to those of you who you're watching right now and you say, Pastor Nancy, my mind is harassed, it's troubled. Some of you may be even self-medicated, trying to get some kind of relief for your mind. I want you to know Jesus is the Prince of Peace. There is no entrance into peace apart from Him. He's the prince of the kingdom of peace. What a kingdom that you will be brought into. Amen. And so I just, I want to pray with those of you today who maybe you're not born again. This is the way you enter into a life of peace. The word says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what your past is. I don't care how somebody has treated you. There is a salvation, a rescue and a life of peace that belongs to you. A brand new start. It's as simple as this. Just repeat this after me. Say, Father... I thank, you for Jesus. I thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, Jesus thank, you thank you for paying the price for, for my sin. sin. I receive you I as my Lord and my, my and my Savior. And I receive that blood that cleanses me from all sin. And now that blood gives me a brand new start. I am a, a, a child of God now. I am a child of God now. God is my Father. Is Jesus my Lord. is my Savior. Jesus is, Jesus, my Lord. Is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. And I'll live for you all the days, all the of, my all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I tell you what, if you prayed that for the first time, uh, the, the, the life of God, the nature of God, the peace of God, the joy of God has come in you. Yeah. And we want to know about it. You can write us. Go to our, our website at deframeministries.org, and we'll send you a Bible. We'll send you materials. Just let us know that you've been born again. We want to hear about it. I tell you what, another thing, the reason we're here to, and even able to come in to where your home is or where you're watching this today is because of something that Kenneth Copeland Ministries has done. They have sown the seed of this airtime to our ministry. They have not even charged us one penny for the airtime of us being able to come and minister this word to you. And so I would say if this word is a blessing to you, you're receiving something from this word that's ministered to you, I would ask you if you're not already, pray about becoming a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. You can do that by going to kcm.org and you can get the information you need to sign up and become a partner. I tell you what, this word going forth is life and death to people. The message that you hear on this channel, the Victory Channel, they're life and death to people. And to be a part of that is significant. Amen. Amen. We've been teaching out of our book, A Sound Disciplined Mind, and We want you to get your copy of it. You can do that by going to deframeministries.org. Let us know that you want to receive your copy and you can feed on these truths over and over and over. You can hear them again and again. Amen. And until we see you next time, we want to remind you, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual ladies conference at Wood Harvest Church in Marietta, California, October 4th through the 6th. Everyone is welcome to attend. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message.